0: Up everyone out there welcome to the addicted fishing podcast got another dude we've been keeping up on these we've actually been doing them like every week we had a few special guests in you said so we, so we don't gonna be able to yeah so we don't have to do the speech where we're like we know it's been a long time <laughs> but well here it's we funny are. because we actually have a guest in the studio tonight that another helped guest. us launch like the first podcast that mm-hmm. we ever did he helped set up the studio like action where it, we're still rocking my music
1: yeah yep, we still have yep.
0: music in the intro Yeah. You
1: didn't know that, did you, dude? No, we kept yeah. it in. Yeah, so I didn't know that. So we we have the music at the start of every podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep, sick. And that was a lot of fun doing it over at Netlingham's, but you guys got a good setup here too.
0: Yeah. So. I'm gonna. I mean, let's be honest. It sounded way better when it was coming out of there. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it sounds good now. It no, it good. is. I've it's been watching it. Good, it's good really stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, talk about introduce your guys yourselves and talk a little bit about uh, what you got
1: going on. Yes, sir. So, um, so first of all, I'm Lucas Holmgren, uh, and uh, as Marlon mentioned, we've worked uh, together over the years on a number of different projects, this podcast included. And uh, today, with me here in the studio is a man by the name of Nick Amato, who's been doing a lot, doing this a lot longer than any of any us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, is the editor of Salmon Trout Steel Salmon Trout Steelheader as well as Great Lakes Angler and uh what's
0: your magazine publications correct yes
1: magazine publications so and uh and a part of frank amato publications which has essentially been around since 1967 nick's dad frank um started it out they've published over 500 books and uh put out a ton of magazines as well to this day and Frank, by the way, Nick's dad, 77 years old or 76 or something, still out rowing his boat down the rivers, catching fish and doing a great job. He's oh, in the office batty. today. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool historical historical thing to be with, with updated content and of course getting out um, and doing things, you know, such as this, getting out meeting other people. But uh, it's, it's a pretty amazing thing. I don't know. Uh, Nick, what do you think? How, how long have you been doing this?
2: Well, uh, I guess I've been the editor of Salmon Trout Steelheader for 30 years now, so wow. seen a lot of things over the years, been able to uh, do a lot of fun things, and
0: really had a great time. Yeah, for sure. You've seen a lot of the up and down fish runs, huh? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it
2: just reminds me of the late 90s when the runs went way down, and everybody thought the uh, the end was here, and then <laughs> suddenly 2,000 came along, and fishing was off the hook. Yeah. That's amazing. So it is
3: cyclical, but what 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 do you think changed? Like, so being you know being so involved in these uh, you know in, in the industry and in the fisheries, like what changed between the late '90s and early 2000s? Is it strictly an ocean thing? Is it a production
2: thing? Is it a? Is it's it a, a combination of everything, but I would say the ocean was uh, the biggest factor. And you know there are 20 to 40 year cycles that have gone on um, for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that still is the case. Now with global warm warming, uh, we might have a new uh, a different trend. Yeah, something added to the mix.
3: Yeah. No. It seems like it's. It seems like it's. Uh, definitely like right like right now. You know, I'm sitting here going like, yeah, it's real nice and sunny out here these last couple of weeks. We should be. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> is really random. <laughs> and the weather, a lot of different weather for sure. It Definitely seems to be the trend of the times. Uh, but with that said, I mean, like you know, with production and and with bad oceans, you need to be firing all all cylinders. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So one thing you know, STS and um, and Great Lakes Angler, you know, you guys have signed on with the you know, Hatchery Wild Coexist Campaign. You guys mm-hmm. definitely like to do a lot of, uh, you know, we, we appreciate you know, being able to publish our full-page ads in your guys' magazine to help get the word <laughs> out because, you know, like you said, even within those ocean conditions, we we still have to have the, the right and the correct production. we got to fire on all cylinders, so seeing those up-and-down trends, like you said, over those 30 years have
2: got to be... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But like you say, we need a an angler opportunity. So, um, with all the habitat habitat degradation, I mean there's there's just no choice. We have to have a yeah. combination. No choice. So with that within seeing that 30 years
3: of SDS, I have to ask, were you guys doing bead articles 30 years ago <laughs> or is that just completely new? <laughs>
2: that uh, in Oregon anyway is kind of brand new. Now it went to um, Alaska probably in the late 80s and then I think they were using beads for trout in California probably in the 70s. Okay. So there's so the
3: history it, of the bead. I had to ask because
2: like, <laughs> apparently it's all new, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, which I know is a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the 12 millimeter and then that larger craze is fairly new. Um, mm-hmm. Probably, what, seven years? Old Expanded, yeah. yeah. Not 20 mil, 30 mil.
3: Right, yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. there you have it, folks. The bead the bead was out before, but you you had to see some pretty drastic, I mean, everything from like Bobber dogging, you know, twitching. I mean, you see all these articles, right, stuff that go sure, through the publications. You
2: bet. The twitching jigs. I mean, Jim Bradbury was doing that in the eighties, believe it or not. There was a video made with Rob Crandall doing it up in the reservoirs on the Clackamas River in November, and just pounding on them. Guys up in BC were using them in the nineties, and then all of a sudden it caught on like crazy. I don't know, was it ten or twelve years ago now? Right yeah. Here. Call it caught on like crazy because it's fun. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of fun, and I'll tell you what those coho is you. Well, no, they uh, they'll chase and bite, and a lot of times a lot of people can't feel the bite. And when you're doing that, boy, they come up and bite and you. Yeah, right your next twitch is uh, actually uh,
0: <laughs> set right into their snout. <laughs> it was—I tell you what—we just had Kevin Van Dam in town. Mm-hmm. He, he came to fish with us, which was an awesome opportunity, and it was fun mm-hmm. watching him just cast and twitch those twitching jigs around for sure. The guy never missed a cast, no. No. and incredible. I don't think he ever missed a bite. no like i mean he had some fish like
3: chasing jerk baits but when you go you know talking about twitch and and i mean these you know us it being newish to us mm -hmm. i mean well these bass guys have been doing it for (laughs) ever yeah yeah he was he was spot on yeah he Uh, did get some co on jerk baits though which was really really cool (laughs) yeah Yeah. just straight yeah six inch jerk baits just game on what other crazy, what other crazy trend? I mean like I said 30 years at the publication, I mean we've got bobber uh,
2: Doggin, we got Twitch. I've in. seen the, the quick fish, flat fish craze, you mm-hmm. know, go up to um, Alaska and then back down here to Washington. You know, Clancy Holt brought a bunch of techniques, side drifting and things um, up this way. And uh, Yeah, because the quick
3: know, fish thing was more of a California thing, it right? It was, right, yeah. in
2: California, then it went to Alaska and then it ended up here probably mostly due to Clancy, I would say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, spay rods, you know, it's a big deal. We always use single-handers when I was a kid, and that uh, came on strong in the early 90s. I still remember
3: the first article. So I was, going, I was going to college, and it was my freshman year of college, and I was, I read an article on Pink Worm that STS put
2: out. Right, right. And that was uh, Dave Vedder helped promote that in the U.S. He brought those. They were using those up in BC in yeah. the 90s and 80s. And yeah, oh, so crazy. Because this would have
3: been, been 2000. Mm -hmm. Oh no, no ninety nine. There we go. Anyways, Mm -hmm. long time ago, which is a total (laughs) joke. Uh, (laughs) But I remember reading that article going, "Huh, you know, pink corn, blah blah, drifting pink corn." The only thing we Mm -hmm. were putting them under floats, just just drifting them. Right. And I went down to this little haunt that we were hitting for summer steelhead. The river was just jam packed, tons of hatchery fish. They Mm -hmm. they stocked the living snot out of it. Mm -hmm. And I walked up there at the old hole of the. I would call it like a beginning hole Mm -hmm. back in the day, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, don't want to name river names here, of course, (laughs) but, you know, it lined up with 12 guys fishing, you know, everything from eggs to sand shrimps, just a corky, corky and yarn, and that first, they pulled out that six-inch worm, and it's still barely light, and I just, my buddies and I, we just absolutely wrecked them for like three weeks and these guys were just getting livid. And it's like, if you know, if I hadn't read that article mm-hmm. in STS. That's funny. That, I mean, literally, right, I, mean, I reread it and my buddy Shaw. I'll give my buddy Sean some credit because he read it. He's like, dude, you gotta try this. I'm gonna try this thing. Mm-hmm. He goes out and like, dude, it was like his, you know, one of those low light conditions and the fish couldn't see that. Like we're all lined up there in the dark, ready to go. Like I said, they used to plant a lot of fish in that river. Yeah. he cast that thing out there and just,
2: game on, and we just lit the world up for a month. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't believe it. When I first saw them up there in B.C., they used gooey bobs, Jensen eggs, and those crazy big pink worms, and a dink float, long rod, you know, it floats, and, yeah, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You'll never catch a fish (laughs) on one of these, and, yeah. (laughs) How many
3: times... I bet mean, I bet mean, how many times we've said that a lot, just even with you're not gonna catch one doing this or doing that, you know, the three sixty flashers. Oh come on, yeah. Right. You know, like super baits, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, oh man. I feel like that beads. Of, uh, the beads. <laughs> yeah, there's Marlin. You know, yeah, no kidding, I mean beads. It's like I can I can remember still
1: almost just literally laughing at my buddy Sean. You try it and you work, so so then what are you I, saying are you saying uh techniques come from up north and come this way
2: uh, they just kind of bounce around yeah. um, everything's changed so much now though like 15 years ago and back you'd have pockets of techniques mm-hmm. so you go to Southern Oregon they'd be doing something you'd go to you know this area they'd be doing something that was hot you know diver sand shrimp or what have you you go to forks they'd be using something different you go to BC. Now, everybody can see everything, yeah. so it's right. yeah, completely different. <laughs> well, I mean, with the internet and any yeah. magazine
3: publications right. getting out sure. there, I mean, yeah, the education piece. And then let's be honest, when, when you're not fishing, you're talking, reading, studying, right. fishing.
2: <laughs> <Yep>. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty really much true to everyone, right? right? And yeah, that's exactly. So it's that, 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 and then that, it seems like each season something cool kind of starts up and everybody kind of gets on board. and... Colors change, we were talking about that on the way up here. The yeah. fish actually seem to behave differently some years because of maybe what's going on in the ocean. Yeah,
1: for
2: sure. I would definitely agree with that. Their food sources change, right? Wow, well, And colors and depths know. that they're feeding at. And
3: it really is. And Jordan, you Jordan chime in on this? Like right now, it just seems like just reds for coho. Nightmare twitching jigs. Like just reds. Like I've never seen really? it yeah, those yeah, patterns really do I that well. I mean, the yeah, Jordan said he just hadn't put, touched a purple jig like reds.
1: Well, now I feel dumb. I was riding with uh, Nick's Nick's dad yesterday, yeah, and he was good. asking yeah. about he was asking about the night. He's like, "So you know, do you ever fish the nightmare twitching jig?" And I was like, "You know, honestly, I haven't really Me seen either. it be that great. You know, I just stick with the purples and the blacks or whatever." Mm-hmm. That's what I love about Frank. He's 76 years old, and he's still asking questions and learning every single day. He's constantly inquisitive, but I just told him they aren't worth you know they aren't really worth trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, I, oh, <laughs> <nice> <laughs> ago,
3: be fair about that. She, I would have said the same thing. Marlon oh, yeah. would have said the same oh, thing two sure. years ago. I probably got sure, that. We're like, oh yeah. And I mean, like it's been a it's been a noticeable difference. Another thing mm-hmm. too, like you talk about trends and like well, how the fish are behaving this year versus last year. You know, one of the rivers are particularly fish, actually has quite a few fish back to the hatchery now,
1: mm-hmm.
3: but we don't, there's nothing rolling. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. fish to be caught, and we're, I can say it out, screw it, we're catching them. Yeah. And it's kind of weird, because you'll go to these runs, and you'll go to these areas where you traditionally see just fish rolling and doing yeah. their thing, and then you, you seem to catch the same amount, but they're not rolling. It's just kind of a weird, it I don't weird. know, it's just a weird year, like you said, the, the, the people talking and and uh, people... You know, like I said, always being, trying to be engaged in the sport, always trying to think of something different. Like, you know, like you said uh, with Frank asking mm-hmm. you, you know, well, what's going on this year? Because it, yeah. is, it is a constantly evolving yeah. thing. I mean, I guarantee you there's not one quote unquote old article in STS. You know what I mean? Something yeah. that you wouldn't. Wouldn't want to read or wouldn't want to
2: glean some information. From. Yeah, that, it's funny that you say that because it's it's kind of interesting. Do you version. have that? Uh, yeah, I brought some old me, ones here just for a goof. That's kind of, oh yeah, like, there's oh, yeah, kind of, a lot book. of it's kind of the same thing. It's oh, amazing. Man, dude. Yeah, no it's offense to the a, new writers, but some of yeah. this old stuff is fire, is gem.
1: amazing. I read, I I can't find it anymore, but there was a uh, oh, look at that, there was an article on tides <laughs> that had some stuff that I just had never read. Yeah. Before, guys, oh wow, incredible so things! And there's great stuff minute. coming out every day, but you'd be Look surprised how good those old articles are. So, so okay. Clint, well, I think we're gonna
0: have to take some b roll of this and put yeah. this into the podcast so these people can see it. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you guys can see what we got here is some old, old school STS magazines. <laughs>
2: <is just super laughs> in, in this
3: issue, is this the first issue of STS right now? No, the, it was, the first one would have been in '67. Sixty-seven. 67. Yeah. So this was so this was 1976, the October, November. And I'm just going to say it because it's out there. In this issue, East Fork Lewis, you be the judge, winter steelhead fly fishing technique, fly tying <laughs> contest results, Diamond Lake, the Salette's Dilemma, British Columbia steelheading, fly fishing for Jack Salmon, Bottom Miller Hookup?
2: That's uh, a Hank. says uh, the guy's last name.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> Hank Bottom Miller. I think that was his name, yeah. Huh. Polar Wolf. I mean, you're just looking at this stuff, and I'm, I'm gonna, you know what article I wanna pull to. <laughs> oh, yeah. No yeah so let's see
0: what's going on there.
3: This is crazy. Got, yeah, is. we're definitely gonna have to do some. Bolt decision. <laughs> wow. Sport fisheries. Water. I mean, bleh, an article <laughs> of the bolt decision right here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's nuts. Yeah. The
2: history That's a,
1: pretty historic. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah,
2: my dad was uh, heavily involved with uh, the fight to get the steelhead listed as a game fish Yeah, actually yesterday
1: mm-hmm. I was um, I got to interview Larry Cassidy and uh, He uh, has been he's testified before the S- Supreme Court He's worked with every single governor in Oregon for the last who knows how many years and uh, Walt McGovern was it? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh So I talked to them and interviewed them in an interview that will be coming out on Salmon Trout Steelheader um, video interview and they were talking about basically the process of getting the steelhead listed as a game fish and so that it can't be commercially harvested and these are the guys that went there and did that and they you know they took legislators or you know I don't know all the political terms but out fishing on Various rivers and got them to catch a steelhead and see how amazing it was and got protection.
3: Hmm.
1: Pretty incredible.
0: That is freaking incredible. That's
3: incredible. I'm flipping through this and and now I, I've been drawn an article. It's just, it's 31 pound steelhead. What does it feel like to land a 31 steelhead? By Craig Lasseter, I think so, that's right.
1: Is Jeez. that who I'm
2: interviewing next week? Is that Morgan? You know I don't know. Is that one out of the with, I don't or know. Or it just it says the thing.
3: head. It has a picture of the head of the steelhead <laughs> with the most insane amount of shoulder you've ever seen
2: <laughs> on a little tiny spinnagle. It looks like a freaking size one hook, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe smaller. A spinnagle. You know what? I think I know which fish that is. I'm not going to mention the river that that one came out of. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell us afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. You know, Do you know,
1: know that? That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, uh, in a couple weeks, I believe. Um, I'm going to interview the the Oregon State record holder. Uh, for steelhead, the whole that's cool. That yeah. is cool. So well, the right Oregon State record? It was thirty-one.
2: Yeah, that's sweet. Just it's a sweet. little bit short. But nowadays you could—they've caught them bigger than that since they've just—you yeah. can't them keep them, let so them you go. can't really yeah. get a record anymore. It was quite a bit bigger than that. Wow.
3: Yeah. yeah. Sandwich. So I'm looking at the yeah. February, March, 1977.
0: One dollar. <laughs> <laughs> one dollar for the publication. <laughs> nice. That's so cool.
1: Led Zeppelin was still that's so cool uh, touring.
0: <laughs> so from so from you start with all this. What's like future, Lucas? What you what where are you thinking? Like what kind of stuff are you guys doing to kind of innovate and take what has been created and take the brand into the future?
1: For sure. So um, what I've kind of always considered uh, special about Salmon Trout Steelheaders is the fact that when you are connected to a bunch of great anglers who are writers. And you pay them to write articles for you they provide epic information and so we for years there's been articles that you're not going to get from just any field and stream magazine that are kind of generic you know try to please everyone they go into deep detail on what we love which is salmon trout steelhead so the I would say the tactics are the same for what we're gonna do which is work on providing amazing content and, uh, but simply get it into some other avenues as mm-hmm. well to draw people to it. So on our website, salmon, you can find lots of articles and they're getting uploaded every week. We're sending out articles every week, um, to just get people excited and interested in learning, uh, various techniques. Um,
0: and that's the easiest to me. Like I like just getting them in my email. Mm-hmm. And usually the subject line isn't like some clickbaity subject line where you're trying mm-hmm. to get someone to like click through and then trick them. It's like yep. the subject line is the article that you're gonna read, and yep. if you want to read it, you read it. If you don't, you move on. You save it for another day or something. You know. Totally. I've been I've I've been really liking the email list format. So cool. I suggest all you listeners out there if you guys like to read things on your phone, mm-hmm. salmontroutsteelheader.com dot and go subscribe to the email
1: list. Yeah, for sure. You know, today I just sent one out uh, for the Great Lakes Angler list. Um, River currents, the superhighway, and it's just talking about uh, the ways that various uh, steelhead with different metabolisms hold in the water um, or in the river current, and it's just kind of some cool cool tidbits to think about
0: um, scientific stuff that people aren't thinking about stuff. as much, and you know a lot, now that I've been around a lot of more anglers, you know fishing with people just different diversities, guys chasing different stuff, it's crazy to listen to these guys about the science around fishing and not just I mean they get into it like insane insane how crazy they get into the science of it it's it's cool and I think we as steelhead anglers do it as well totally we just don't realize we're doing it until you start like trying to talk about it to someone else and they're looking at you like what are you? Are you speaking Chinese?
3: Like, yeah. what are you
1: even talking about? So it's endless curiosity. Yeah, it is.
3: You know, you talk about the science of that. I'm looking at this one from 1977 where there's probably the most elaborate detailing on how to read a steelhead scale that I think I've ever, yeah, they've seen, it from even when I worked at the department, it's called Scales Tell the Tale. And it's really? literally an article that you guys <laughs> published here that explains, like, why, you know, people why fisheries management pulls scales to understand, you know, the wow. age and... Of these fish and and whatnot and it's pretty impressive and it's like i'm just i'm just thumbing through these
1: (laughs) yeah and and that's that's a side of it to me that's just so exciting um is that i have a treasure trove of great information that i'm getting online and getting to the internet and new stuff is coming out every uh every month and cameron has actually been writing uh Mm -hmm. phenomenal articles for us um it's been a couple of coho articles recently, and then I think in the January issue, we're going to get into some steelhead stuff. But, you know, there's, there's always new stuff to be uh, learned and, and gone through and new minds and new fishermen and people to get it out there. Are a lot of respected writers and names that, I don't know. It's just, I, I, for me, I could sit there every single day and listen and learn about, about steelhead and salmon. And so...
0: Oops. I mean, I think most anglers that are into it, like us, like the. It's just a culture. Yeah. You know, you live it day in, day in, day out.
3: Yeah, yeah. Mustad trout <laughs> There's and an salmon hooks advertisement. We just saw Mustad trout and salmon hooks. Oh in, yeah. yeah, it's a nineteen
1: seventy seven
0: July issue. Shout out to Mustad. <laughs> <awesome> <laughs> just
3: partners. thought that was pretty okay.
1: funny. Oh yeah, phenomenal companies through the year. The years
0: yeah, that. so talk about that. How many different do you know how yeah. many different companies over the years have supported and and Advertised and
2: been partners with the salmon trout steelheader You know, I'd be hard to put a number on it, but hundreds and hundreds, uh, you know most of probably the, thousands Yeah, 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 Yeah. I guess absolutely. Probably, I yeah. mean
1: mm-hmm. salmon trout steelheader since 1967 I don't know the uh when did fly fishing in Italian Journal that on. would
2: have been, I think, in 78.
1: Yeah, 78. And then uh, Frank Amato took it over um, after it was originally. Or did he start FTJ?
2: He, he started that. He started FTJ. Uh,
1: but then Great Lakes Angler was originally um, started and then uh, purchased by Frank Amato. So, cool. three different publications, a lot of different companies. He's Larry
3: Shulman. And,
1: yeah, Larry Schoenberg, yeah. Well, I just,
3: I mean, flipping it, like I said, these articles are crazy. We could probably do yeah. 10 podcasts on this, but here's our article, Ghost Shrimp for Steelhead. Wow. Right. I mean, just.
0: That's probably cutting, right when it became. Cutting uh, edge, actually, yeah. You know?
3: He's like Larry
1: Schoenberg. Yeah.
0: Did I just come up with your, you should start a podcast, dude, where you literally just auto-read, audio-read these old articles.
1: That's brilliant. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm that in. would be, I'm Dude,
0: just sit down and yeah. do, like. Just, I mean, just I, figure I, I, out how long it take you. There's already Let's literally five it, articles that I would love to sit here and read. Like yep. I said, and imagine someone it. listening, dude. We're, well, we're thank
1: you, it. Marlon. I'm going to take off here and get started. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's a I'd great, great idea. Just, oh,
0: that'd be really cool. I,
1: I got to find it again, but there was one on tides. And it was someone talking about tidal influence and salmon and steelhead, what have you. And I was reading it thinking, I have never seen this information I've I've heard and talked a lot about tides, but this is so in-depth, and I can't find it. I'll have to find it again. But it's so in one of it's these? It's in one of those, yeah. Sweet. There's books and books and books of it, but... That's cool. You know, it's... So in- you got the email list
0: that you yep. guys are doing now. You have the website. Yep. I've seen you've been... So you've been posting on social. You guys have social medias and things like that where people can follow you? For sure. Yep. Where, where do they
1: uh, find you? So you can find us on uh, Facebook for Salmon Trout Steelheader. Uh, of course, Salmon Trout We've got Instagram and such. Um, but the kind of the primary purpose of it, um, there's a lot of people out there doing a bunch of exciting, amazing things, and included, of course, Addicted has done some wonderful things in the YouTube world, 50,000 subscribers. Congratulations Thanks, on that. Thanks, dude. Um, Thank you. But the, uh, I'd say that the objective of Salmon Trout Steelheader often leads people to read or um, or to learn through the website or you know via their email and mm-hmm. such um, and so it's a lot it's You know, I'd really recommend just going to the website salmon trout steelheader signing up for the uh, for the email list And then just diving into whatever it is you like to learn about uh, There's some you know specific low, you know Kokanee jigging and specific lakes things like that it could just be you know Casting tributary tactics for coho. It could be it yeah, and that's a, there's a
0: lot of diverse articles in there It's yeah. not just gonna be salmon and steelhead, right? You're gonna have to talk yeah. about kokanee trout yep. all these different other species as well totally. Do you ever dive into like panfish or is that Great Lakes Angler?
1: Great Lakes Angler is full of that In fact, uh, what was kind of funny is I was looking at the analytics from last month or whatever and I realized that our biggest article by far for, for reading was a perch article and uh, its Great Lakes has an incredible amount of fish. I mean, it has more steelhead than anywhere else on planet Earth, it has more smallmouth than anywhere on planet earth has more walleye than anywhere on planet earth and the size of those fish are very nice they've even had some big salmon uh in the last couple years and so the great lakes great lakes angler i'm wearing the hat today i have never fished the great lakes um nick has i haven't but i am in love with great lakes fishing and i don't just because i edit the articles online Mm -hmm. and so there's incredible opportunity out there for anyone that's in the great lakes you know we'd love to have you come check out glangler.com um, or even if you just kind of want to see your salmon or steelhead angler and you kind of want to see some of yeah the, i'm like the, interested the now i want to go check it out i'm For sure way.
3: interested because i mean all those fish are just completely wild and they never came from any kind of hatch or any kind of stocky <laughs> or anything like that it's yeah. just absolutely incredible to hear that it there's is. that
1: many there you know it's funny It's kind of interesting it's i i was talking to a, a guy <laughs> who created this app called fish booty martin drager i believe it is and he was talking and You know, when we get together, we're always talking about, oh, I want to go here, and I want to go here, and so on and so forth. He's from Ontario, Canada, and I asked him, you know, have you ever been out to the Northwest? And he's like, yeah, that seems cool, but, you know, I got everything I want right here. He's like, I don't have to go much farther. I might go into the States a little bit to go fish New York a little bit, but he's like, we have such incredible fishing right here. I don't need to go anywhere else, and they, and that's, you know, it's up and down there, of course, too, but uh, when, I was talking to him about it, and there, he's talking about return rates of 10% or more from their from their fry that go out. And I'm telling, oh, yeah, we've got half a percent this year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so. Well, like the, I said, it's their native habitat, too, you know.
3: So we always hear, you know, oh, okay, I'll stop. Okay. This is, no, <laughs> this is good. Now. This is really good stuff
1: because in the Great Lakes, um, they were, of course, brought over. Those fish were brought over uh, the Skamania, of course, from mm-hmm. the Washougal Hatchery. Um, the other they have the Chambers Creek strain over there. They have a um, A lower river basically Tule stock. I believe they brought the Tulis over there instead of the springers um, Something like that. Oops. They've got all these fish from right here in the lower Columbia and Some of them have naturalized in an amazing way. They plant a lot of fish uh, Every single stream or Creek in the Great Lakes pretty much I think without fail has some form of naturalized steelhead show up in it at one point or, or how is that possible they don't stray well and they don't reproduce either if uh, they're not Yeah. <laughs> I so it is it, it's it's definitely um they've had a lot of freedom to do basically whatever they've wanted and it's created an incredible steelhead fishery previously um there was just a ton of perch and a ton of lake trout and then the lake trout got destroyed by troll fisheries and such and um and actually the quality of the great lakes water was getting bad and they basically revolutionized or revolutionized and created a multi-million dollar fishery by introducing salmon and steelhead and I think were the salmon introduced in the 60s was it or something?
2: Yeah, I think so. It yeah. was the late 60s. And it
1: it literally was incredible for the for not only the fishery but also for water for, for the water itself by by kind of taking over some of the invasive prey mm-hmm. that the salmon eat. So we we have a different struggle here, and of course, the ocean is—it can either be amazing for us or it can be horrible for us. And the Great Lakes is definitely a lot more s- stable, so to speak. And so, it's—it's it's something else. But an ocean-run steelhead is pretty special
3: too. So that's a fact. I mm-hmm. that's I'd still fun. like to go catch fifty of those lake I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's be honest. And I have seen some very impressive fish come out of there too. So. Out of the Great Lakes. No, man, oh, we got to yeah,
0: start focusing yeah. over there. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Well, I know no. we have a bunch of Great Lakes fans out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are going to get out there and fish.
1: Yep. Soon. Well, it's going to be, um, let's see, it's going to be the young guys versus the old guys uh, mm-hmm. trip, right? <laughs> yep. We were talking about this, uh, Marlon and I, I think. uh yeah, you had Nick, a scheme. Nick Amato and Roger Hinchcliffe versus Cameron and Marlon fishing the Great Lakes. Yeah. Oh, okay, one. there's local knowledge here. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: like, I, no, 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 I no, pulled no, the car right there. there. No, no, yeah. I gotta pull it's the card. It's
0: I all good say, fun. Or
3: or we have to do it like two-folded where we then we <laughs> do, yep. do it over here. Exactly.
0: Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we do something like that. No, yeah, but Roger comes over here and fishes all the time. Okay, that won't
1: work. Damn.
0: yeah, we'll
3: figure
1: something out. He got like three twenty pounders last trip. Legit. Yeah. But you know, nice places. Anyway, that yeah, I think for me. Being a part of a motto Media is incredible, just because of not only seeing the salmon, trout, steelhead side of things, but Great Lakes angler, fly fishing, tying journal. I'm editing the fly fishing tying journal website, and I think I've got one fish on a fly. <laughs> and it was this big. <laughs> There's a lot That's of good. education, there. but I'm learning so much. <laughs> I'm learning, learning it so all. Much.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it's it's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, what do you think, Nick? Well, I think this is a lot of fun. I've never done anything like this before in my life, so I'm a little bit nervous, but yeah. um, this is this is fun. Next I days. mean, you've done some you've done
0: some stuff, because I remember back in the day, one of my favorite videos, I even well, I think I might let you borrow it yep. or something, this yep. was the float fishing for steelhead video. Right. So you've done a little bit, of, and you've done okay, some other videos it. and stuff, haven't you, yep. over yeah.
2: the years? River Kings, Fishing, with oh. Bill Herzog, and a few others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm always kind of, you know, I'm the... Well, so Nick's, like Nick's sitting behind a computer sure talking
1: to writers, He's, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and making magazines all day. And, uh, and so I drug him out here from, from Portland. And, uh, yeah, it's it's cool, though. He just, you know, Nick's um, kind of focus has been to go, you know, talk to the different writers like J.D. Ritchie and, you know, Bill Herzog and these, you know, all the great writers. Go fishing with them and put it down in the magazine. And now I'm kind of getting him out and about a little more, you know cool and uh it's awesome it's for me it's been really really exciting um also to hang out with nick's dad a lot frank um just you know because like i mentioned before that guy is i'll be talking to him and i think he's about to tell me about a technique and he's asking me about a technique like what he should do for this and i'm like you know a thousand times more than me. You've been, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you've been on every continent, but he's constantly curious about that. You, you, know, you never know it all. You never know I it mean, all. Geez. And you know, even learn sure. you know from some Joe Boo like me. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, so, and that's what I mean. A great angler, that's, I feel like you, to be really great, you have to be able to do that. Just yeah. learn from everyone.
1: Oh, cool. Absolutely so yeah.
0: well cool we appreciate you guys coming in and of we course. appreciate all you guys listening if they if you guys want to find out more info like i said salmon trout com, right for sure cool yep. salmon
1: Steelheader. we'll put
0: links down in the description if you're watching on youtube or on itunes or all those other awesome platforms we'll put some links down in the description you got any little updates or? anything?
3: no not really put, cool. a, bow, put a bow on it man put a bow on it I mean, all I right like guys it. like i said keep in mind i'd say look out for the uh we'll call it the STS uh, podcast. I don't know what to call it. I, it's a brilliant It's just, just idea. something, yep. you know, yep. the library or something. Yeah. yeah. The library. That's no, it. I appreciate it. I, like yeah, it. I appreciate that. That'd, be, That's that'd really be super good. cool.
1: Before cool. we go, Cameron, you had like a doomsday podcast last time, wasn't it? Like, was that, or was it the live feed? Where did all the Coho go? Oh, yeah. That like was,
0: that. I named it where the heck are the Coho. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Any, any update? You know, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, is oh, there a fish around? Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we we did have the best. day. <laughs> right. We did have the best day that we've had all year today, but it's still like not the anywhere close the huge to the forecast. Because we we're experiencing that, I'd be catching ten times. Yeah. So it's, but I mean, I'm, I was a little bit happier to see some mm-hmm. fish, and even without the weather that we've been having and the experiencing, it seems like I think maybe the fish are just kind of like. Screw it! We better start pushing and now. Yeah. Maybe they're really late. Mm-hmm. Um. There's been some pretty good pushes of some really nice Chrome Kings that are still like kind of firing in a little bit. So it kind of gives me hope. Like, well, yeah. these buggers should be behind them. Yeah. We'll see. Cool. cool.
1: Well, well sweet to hear. Yep. Yep.
0: When are you gonna take me?
3: I rode you down 14 <laughs> miles yesterday. Don't <laughs> give true. me that. That's true.
0: That's My true. arms are
3: still shot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Do not forget, we did launch a whole bunch of new apparel on our website, www.addicted.fishing. If you guys want to support, we would much appreciate it. And we'll see you guys on the river. Let's go.